Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. You are now tuned in to the Let's Talk About It podcast, where no question is too dumb and no conversation is too deep. I'm your host, AP. Let's agree to disagree and keep that same energy. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all got dollars finished nah. every single month. Nothing. Oh, let me kill. Whoa. No capping. Let's talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about it. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome Facebook, welcome Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you are listening from. You are now tuned into the Let's Talk About It podcast with your host, Aaron Patterson. So tonight we have a really, really uh, polarizing topic. We're going to talk about what happened at the Capitol. Uh, We're going to talk about Trump. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about everything under the sun, race, and uh, I feel like this conversation needs to be had because, um, at least from my perspective, because there's a lot of people that are on both sides of this. And when you talk to people, instead of just yelling on Facebook and stuff, you can realize that we're not that different. Like we can agree on a lot of things and we can agree to disagree on a lot of other things. So for today, I decided to bring some guests with me. Y'all. I brought some guests, some people that got unique perspectives. Uh, I got my homie, uh, Brandon Cody. Brandon Cody, uh, we went to uh, ministry school together. And Brandon, he's um hardcore liberal. No, I'm joking. He's not. <laughs> he uh he's just a dude who um who loves the Lord, but he also has some very strong opinions on politics. He's very informed. I brought him because he's way smarter than me, y'all. Like, I just got into this politics stuff, but Brandon, he's well informed. He's been studying this for years. So I figured Brandon would be a good voice to have on for the more uh progressive side, as you would say. I got my homie Robin. Um, he is um, not what you would call a Trump supporter. He is a conservative with conservative values, and he stands by the Bible. So whatever whatever uh, candidate backs what his Bible believes, our Bible believes, he rocks with them. That's my homie Robin. And we also have uh, Josh McAloon. He's from my hometown of Atterboro. So um, I brought Josh on because he gets a lot of hate. On the internet, y'all. Josh gets a whole lot of hate. He has strong views. He's a he's a Trump supporter. He's conservative. And I wanted to bring somebody on who thinks completely opposite of me because I don't want this to be one way of thinking. I want this to be that everybody can see their side being represented. And there's a lot of people who feel like Josh feels. So I feel like let's have a great conversation. Let's have a, let's have a discussion and bring everybody in. So uh I hope y'all ready. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a crazy episode, man. Say hello to my guests, y'all. Say what up, what up, what up, Josh? Yeah. How you doing, man? How you guys doing, man? Uh, I, I appreciate you actually, uh, you know, invite me to do this, and uh, you know, I'm I'm glad to be here. Dope. Uh, what up, Robin? Say what up to the people, Robin. What's going on, everybody? I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Aaron, for having me, man. And yeah, want to want to see what comes from this. All right, Mr. Milk Dud, Brandon Cody. Talk to the people. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? I probably know most of the people in your live. Well, not the ones you know from Massachusetts, but what's going on? I'm I'm glad to actually be on this time. Okay, for sure. We just gonna we just gonna set it off from the jump. So I want to ask Josh, uh, what was your uh <clears throat> how did you view what happened at the Capitol building? Like how how did you view that? Yes, yeah, so you know, so I just want to start by saying, I, again, I appreciate you guys inviting me here to have a conversation with you. These these type of things, I think, are important, and, and it's kind of um, something I, I'm I'm very passionate about. Uh, I, I love having conversation with um, 
different races, different people, different perspectives, different backgrounds. Because again, we're 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 all you know. I talked to Aaron earlier today. We're we're one person, right? There's 350 million people in this country, and you know, for us to really fathom the size of this country and just grasp how different everybody is, regardless of race, um, is just it's extremely hard to do. Um, but you know, to answer your question, you know, you know, I, when I what I saw at the Capitol was obviously not something I ag agree with or approve of, right? Um, anytime you incite any kind of violence or anything against uh, our government or people in our country, you know, it's it's a very sad time in America, and and I think that's kind of how we all feel about that. Um, you know, aside from Trump and aside from you know the left, the right, things like that. I think just in general, I didn't approve of what I saw. Okay. Um... So my thing is, I feel like I separated. To me, there's there's MAGA. To me, MAGA is a cult. MAGA needs to be done with. We need to get them out of here. MAGA is a cult. Then there's conservatives, which are most Christians. You know what I mean? Most Christians, conservative values. Then there's Trump supporters. So how my question for you is, you're a Trump supporter. You would say that, correct, right? Yeah, so. Yeah, we, were, we, were, we were talking about this earlier. Yep. Um, do you think he should be held responsible for the way his followers act? Or do you see any correlation to how crazy his followers act? Do you see it as a correlation to who he is and what he represents in his character? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, I feel like I feel first and foremost that, um, you know, I, I don't believe what let me start by saying if we held everybody accountable for their followers, every, every person, whether you're on the left or the right would be in a really tough spot. Right. Um, you know, we had rallies in June, July, and August, um, on the left, hardcore rallies where police officers were killed and innocent businesses were burned down. But as we all know, and I think we all agree on that, that was a small mi minority of individuals who were actually out there trying to seek change. Right. So, you know, so to say that we can hold Trump responsible for uh, a, something that a small group of you know people did for all his followers, or you know, and hold him responsible for everything, I, I just think that's unfair. Just like it's unfair to hold um, you know Black Lives Matter um, rallies responsible for the small minority of people that did committed crimes that we don't even know if they were even part of that group. We don't we don't know what they were there for, and and it goes it worked both ways right so we can't i feel like we you know it's it's easy for us as individuals who you know i'm on the right i identify as somebody who supports donald trump to just throw rocks at the left and say oh what they're doing is wrong they're tearing down cities but then on the flip side for me to sit here and agree with what happened in, in the um capital i i actually i i I disagree with both as a person who just doesn't agree with the violence and as a way to get things done so i think you know, if, if I can give my opinion on this is that I feel like we have, you know, the left sitting here going, oh, my God, it's so crazy what these Trump supporters did. They marched on the Capitol. Well, I mean, we can all go online and find videos of the Capitol in June with fires in the background, people burning down, you know, buildings and, and, and throwing rocks at businesses and and, and taking out innocent people uh, who who didn't deserve to have that happen to them. But it was portrayed very differently in June. It was portrayed as, hey, this is the necessary violence for change. So I think we need to kind of like, you know, weigh that out and see how we and kind of be fair to both sides. And, and again, I don't agree with what happened at the Capitol, but we can't just, you know, villainize Donald Trump for the, you know, that small group of people who, you know, committed those crimes. 
right, Brandon, I'm going to ask you the same question. How do you feel? Do you think Trump should be held responsible for his minions? <laughs> for his minions? Well, I mean, they were walking in there with Trump 2020 flags, and they had his hats on and uh, his merch. So I don't really... Uh, I think it's different than what happened in the summer because, like, you can't... It's hard to uh, say we shouldn't villainize Trump when um, they were, you know, they had, they were carrying his brand and his name with them into the Capitol and they were fighting Capitol police. They were fighting the security. They were pushing back the senators and uh, all the while with, you know, there was a Confederate flag in there for the first time ever. Like the Mm -hmm. Confederate flag's never been in the Capitol, even during the civil war. And these people's grandparents probably fought in a civil war to stop that from happening. Some of them, some of them's grandparents probably fought to get it in there. But <laughs> but you're there saying, was a you're saying to was, get the Confederate flag inside there. You're saying yeah, it depends on where they're from. But there was a Confederate flag in there for the first time since the Civil War. There were Trump flags in there. Uh, there were MAGA hats. Like it's it's hard to uh, say. Like it's hard to not put it on Trump, and especially when he was. Um, on Twitter for months. Like, this is not surprising. Anybody that follows Trump, like I follow Trump and I'm in, I try to be um, in both sides of, um, in both sides of this. So I'm in like, well, I used to be in conservative groups, but they're all getting uh, censored now, which is probably a, talk, a topic we're probably gonna talk about later. We're gonna talk, sure. we talk about that. But I, I used to be in conservative, I'm in conservative groups and I'm in uh, what people would call uh, far left or Marxist groups. And because I want to see what both sides are saying. And so anybody that follows uh, Trump on Twitter or follows the people that follow him and listen to him closely, like they're not. Well, I was still shocked, but I'm honestly not surprised. Like I was shocked that they took it as far as they did. But I'm not surprised that they even just I was watching the uh, Stop the Steal rally. Um, the, which is the, um, just which that happened name. that morning. Just that name makes me laugh. Stop. Yeah, so, well, it happened that morning and, but they were having like a pre rally the night before. And I was watching Alex Jones, who most of you might know from a lot of memes. He's a, he's a, um, conspiracy theorist. Uh, he was speaking there. They had a bunch of different people speaking the night before and just the, the things they were saying. And the you know the political rhetoric that was being uh, spoken the night before, I honestly am not surprised. And you know the months that have been leading up to this, I'm not surprised um, that something like this happened. That's no cap. I'm gonna get to you, Robin, but I just kind of want to say my opinion on it. So I'm not gonna cap. Like when me, when I go through grief, I go through different phases of it. At first, I laugh, and then I get hurt. Then I get sad and I reflect. So I'm not going to cap. When I saw what happened at that building, bro, my heart, I was I was furious. I was angry because literally I immediately, immediately I went and looked and I said, dang, imagine if that was a sea of black people. Imagine if there was a sea of black people trying to push into a government building. And RIP to the lady that died. I, I, I don't condone like. R.I.P. to her. I know there's a lot of people that hasn't even brought her R.I.P. to the lady that died. But I'm thinking there would have been a thousand dead Negroes 
They wouldn't have got up the steps. They wouldn't have got, wouldn't up, got the up the steps. Step. There would have been a thousand dead Negroes for trying to break into a government building. Why so, did, Aaron, if you don't mind me interjecting, why did why didn't they do that when they took over a portion of Seattle and and took over the actual police station? They actually let it happen for weeks. So you're you're, you're referring to it and you're making it seem like. African-Americans doing that, all of a sudden the, the police would just come in and kill them. But if we're talking about it and we're being honest with ourselves, and I just what I just said about not being biased, whether it's on your side or not, yeah. there was a section of Seattle taken over for weeks. And we had a police chief saying, hey, let's let them do this. You know, they're 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 you know, they're they're they held it and they called it an autonomous zone, which basically, if you know anything, the reason why they changed it from the Seattle autonomous zone to um, a, a cooperative protest was because the, t the, t the language they used was actually a direct threat against the United States. And the military could have went in because when you say you're autonomous, you're actually saying you're a part you're not no longer part of the United States. We let that go on for a month. And nobody did anything about it. We let it go. The only time we did it was when the crime levels went to uh, um, levels that they hadn't seen in 30 years and actually never. Well, weren't they weren't they protesting peacefully? They, they took. Well, th that's what I'm trying to say. Is, so we're mincing words, right? You're saying peacefully. But how did they take over that section of Seattle without some? They created borders. They had security. So you couldn't come in and out without checking in with them. They, the, but they the, weren't touching nobody. They, they weren't barging. They weren't touching nobody. Well, multiple murders happened in that area during that period of time. So that's why they ended up taking it down because the violence was so bad that, you know, there was crime being committed. I'm just all I'm saying is that we I feel like the only way to have an open conversation is we have to actually we have to judge both sides equally. What happened in the Capitol is absolutely terrible. But having said that, we, you're, you're acting like, oh, hey. This has never happened. I mean, we, we watched this happen for three months in every city in the United States. So you and think you think RIP, one person dying, the other three people that died, I, I found where they weren't even they they weren't killed by police. It was like in inciting yeah. of the violence. So you don't think that these people going home, walking up in Nancy Pelosi's office, taking you think them leaving unscathed had nothing to do with their skin color. I, 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 do you think the people who were in the Seattle Autonomous Zone leaving on Scape, do you think that had to do Do you think that wasn't because of their skin color? You think it was because they were like, do you think that police? Was, most of them were white. I'm saying you said Seattle. Think I'm you, thinking like they don't brothers back, in Seattle. Well, yeah. The Seattle Autonomous Zone, well, it, it was actually, you know, at the end of the day, we, we've had rallies across the country in, in, in minority areas and in communities that are mostly black. And for the most part, the police have been very, very, you know, very, very calm, right? I mean, they, they allowed most of it to happen. I'm not saying it happened there in sore spots, but for the most part, they allowed these rallies to happen for months. And actually, all you did was get a ton of support from the, the politicians on the left, right? We had Nancy Pelosi, we had Maxine Waters, we had, you know, Ocasio-Cortez coming out and saying, hey, guys, we know there's violence, but this is necessary for change. And in the month of June, we had literally seven months, seven months of of um, I'm sorry. In the month of June, we had seven officers killed during these rallies. Whether it was Black Lives Matter, whether it was imposters, RIP, RIP, I, I do not condone killing yeah, these officers. Absolutely, but during that, during that, those seven officers, there was never a single time that there was a moment of silence in the House of Congress. They they never did. And then just the one officer that was killed this past week, 
they held a moment of silence last night in the in the House of Congress. So so I, I just feel like the left is they're doing a great job in villainizing people on the right when when they get an opportunity. And then we have seven officers on the right who I mean, I mean, uh, during June who were killed during that month. Again, I'm not blaming any person. It could have been people who were just trying to make Black Lives Matter look bad. It could have been people who were. Okay, and I'm not to, I'm not going to debate that fact, but the yeah. fact of the matter is, is that seven officers died, and they, those officers were villainized. You know, so it, it, it's it's really um, you know it, it kind of scares me that the media is able to do that. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it really does. I feel you. I feel you, Robin. I want to hear you chime in. How, how do you feel? Okay, yeah. Um, no, I think that uh, Joshua had a good point um, when it comes to us uh, seeing. Um, Black people, uh, people of color, uh, take an aggressive stance against whatever it is that they're fighting for and not being hurt. That was a, that was a really good point that he made. I did want to hear you finish your initial point that you were making about your feelings about what happened at the Capitol building, if you want to. But okay. just yeah, but just you know, just to give my my view on it. Um, I had a few buddies that were actually down there. Um, a few people in this podcast might know who Cash Kelly is. That's one of my friends. Um, he was down here not too long ago in California, and uh, he visited the Trump rally in Beverly Hills. I went with him, and I was very surprised to find out that, you know, I've seen people from every creed and color and culture out there. Like, it so was you, not you were a black? You went to the Trump rally? That's what you said? Yeah, in Beverly Hills, okay. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised to find, you know, it was – it was people from every color and culture, honestly. Like, um, you've seen black people, you've seen white people, you've seen Indian people, Asian people, the Jewish people. You know, the Jews love Trump because of how much he's done for, for the country. But, <clears throat> um, so Cash was there. <clears throat> Cash was down there at, at Capitol Hill, um, and he was recording. He was down there with another guy named Russo. And he was recording everything live. And um, based on, you know, what I seen from his recordings and what I heard from him, somebody who was actually there, it was a multitude of people out there, you know. Um, and this is just live footage. This is not from any major news agency. If there is some kind of narrative being spun that is not accurate, you ain't going to get that from a live video because you can just see what it is, how it is streaming live. So that's what I was looking at. And a few other people that was down there. And I seen, you know, a multitude of people. Like I said, it was the same thing as a Trump rally in Beverly Hills. Black people, Mexican people, white people, Asian people, everybody. Um, what what was captured on video, and, and let me say this too. Let me I should have started by saying this. I don't condone no violence whatsoever. Um, just to lay a context of the kind of person I am, I'm a Christian who follows the word of God according to what it says. Okay, I'm a Christian who attends service in church three, four times a week. I'm a Christian who fasts regularly. I'm a Christian who doesn't drink, don't fornicate, don't lie, don't partake in any purposeful sin. So I'm very serious about my walk, right? So I don't condone no violence whatsoever, but violence did take place. Now, I think as a leader, and any leader, if, 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 if you're a leader in, in, in your workplace and things happen with people who you are responsible for, you take responsibility for a period. Even if you are not directly responsible, you take responsibility for it. And I've seen him do that. Oh, I've Trump? Seen Trump yeah. He called them good people. Go home, good no, people. No, no. no he go home, good people. No, no, no. He, he, what, the, the video that I've seen, I don't know, I don't know what you've seen, Aaron, but he, he made some kind of address, and it wasn't even uh, 
on on a news agency. Like it, it wasn't shown on a news agency. I think I seen it on YouTube. But but let me finish what I'm saying though. I'm not saying okay. that he took responsibility for exactly what happened, but I'm saying that he never said it wasn't Trump supporters that did that, that didn't do it. I hear people saying that Trump supporters wasn't involved. Trump supporters uh, had nothing to do with it. I never heard him say that in, in the video that I watched. Never heard him say that. I feel like he took an appropriate amount of responsibility by by admitting that it was pro Trump protesters out there and what happened was associated with the Trump Trump protesters. I never heard him say any of the other things that I'm gonna get into right now from eyewitnesses that was there. So this is what this is what I heard from somebody who was there, like I said, Cash Kelly, a very, you know, a popular person right now on, on social media. He was saying that there were people Definitely, there was that there, there, there was Trump supporters um, and people who were pro Trump there. But he also said that there were people like very unusual characters there. If you know anything about conservatives and Republicans and Trump supporters, they're, they're law abiding for the most part. Um, you respect the police and you operate in order, in law and order. Like I, I would say, I would say conservative, not Trump supporters. Okay, well, depending on how you define the difference between the two, you know what I'm saying? So, okay. yeah, yeah. So, so let, let's just stick with conservatives. So, conservatives yeah. for the most part, you know, like you, you you're law abiding. You know, I'm I'm law abiding because my Bible tells me to obey the laws of the land. But so so you had those people there, but then you know, based on accounts that I heard, you had other like suspicious characters there, like and you can see them on video too. There were people who were dressed up as Trump supporters, but they had like almost like militia kind of like a on, like their face was covered their identity was wasn't revealed it was hidden and so that kind of makes you think like okay like the only reason that somebody will hide their face is if you you, you don't want to be identified like you don't want nobody to find out who you are you know um and for the most part it was all peaceful even with these people who were there who like i said it looked very suspicious that these people got their identity covered when it was still peaceful at this time now, based on videos I've seen and based on accounts that I heard, um, the Capitol building, first of all, we got to understand this, right? That that is one of the most highly secured and guarded buildings in America. You can't just you can't just force your way, unarmed, force your way into that building. If you white, if you white. Hold on, bro. Unless, <laughs> unless, uh, um. You can't just force yourself in that way without, without, and there was no, I didn't see any, any, any um, weapons there. I didn't see no bats. I didn't see no guns there, no knife. I didn't see it. I don't know if it was, but even with that, it's, it just makes me think like, how did these people get into that heavily guarded building, white or, 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 you know, any other race or creed? It's just, it's just a question that I ask. That's all, you know, um, but what I heard, was the building was 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 not guarded in a way that nobody could get in there for the for the for the most part what i'm hearing was that there were there were it was a peaceful protest um nobody was being violent and for the most part it wasn't like a situation where people were guarding the building for people coming in now i'm only make statements on based on what what i heard and what i seen i don't know the exact situation though so I'm just basing on thing, basing what I'm sharing with what I so heard. So basically, you're saying there were some people that were brought there to do damage. You think it was more like a setup situation? That's what you're trying to say. 
Like in a nutshell, you try, it was more and, like a setup situation. And this is the reason because, like I said, the building wasn't wasn't heavily guarded this day. Or else, if it was, nobody would have got in that building, especially people who are unarmed with no violent weapons. How are you gonna get in there? Like, unless you're allowed to be in there. So they it was. Were. It was. Go, it was. What did you say, Brandon? I said they were by the Capitol Police. I for, I don't remember the. I don't have the numbers on me right now, but the police poll polling with poll with Trump. At like very large majorities, like above seventy percent, and even this summer, the largest police union so um, put out. You, know, you remember that video? They put out that video where they were talking about how they were supporting Trump. Most police are Trump supporters, and I told y'all this before. That's nobody okay. who follows conservative uh, social medias should be surprised what happened. This was the police, not all of them. But I really do. There was police. You're saying, how did they get in? Some of them police were Trump supporters. You can't tell me that no, none of the okay. police there yeah, are Trump supporters. I'm not gonna argue that. I'm just, I'm just gonna point things out and let people use their own mind and reason but for themselves. You know I saying? wanted to read a comment real quick. Kevin yeah. said way back uh, when I asked Josh about the question: Should uh, Trump's followers be held accountable? Uh, Kevin said Charles Manson didn't physically commit the act of murder, but he was still convicted as responsible. And I, I, I was like, dang, that's, that's deep. That Charles Manson still got convicted. He didn't do anything. So, I, well, it, well, Charles Manson influenced. I mean, he 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 influenced w what happened. I mean, like and Trump influenced he, what happened. He no, literally I'm, held I'm a not, rally I'm an hour before they all went. They left Trump's rally. Yeah. To go to the Capitol. He yeah, literally I'm not, said, I'm going to walk with y'all to the Capitol. And then he left and went yeah. and go ahead while they did, all walked to the Capitol. So I'm not sticking up for Trump. I'm not sticking up for Trump with this comment I'm about to make. I'm going to stick up for, for, for my belief system, which is Christianity. The, per, the, the leader of what I believe is, is Christ. And he teaches certain principles. And he teaches you to walk a certain way and live your life a certain way. But there are people who dress up as Christians who take the title of Christians on themselves and they defame the name of Christianity and Christ is not responsible for that. So I can use that example just the same way. That's a fair point. That's yeah, a fair point. One of them, there's, a, there's a lot of that going on this year. So you're right. I, I'll give you that. So, so, so I'll finish, give you so that. I'll finish, give you that. So let me just finish the point I was making, right? Um. So, so okay, they, the police might have been Trump supporters. They might let the Trump supporters in. Um. So... From the accounts that I heard, and I'm and I'm and I'm gonna just hurry this along. Things were okay. peaceful. Um, all of a sudden, there were when when the decisions was made, there was uh, some kind of guard to begin to surround the Capitol building. When there was no um, there was no physical evidence of anybody about to do anything violent. Everything was peaceful for the most part. You can see that on on um, the live videos of people who were there. Nothing looked like anybody was about to incite any violence. But these guards, I don't know if there was police, whatever they might have been, there were some kind of guards who began to surround the building. And at this point, it was like a riot began to be to be instigated almost. And the people who were there, who were conservatives, Trump supporters, MAGA, whatever it might be, when this riot began to be incited, you can hear people on the video saying, we're not here for that. That's not what we're here for. That, that, that's not the way that we act. That's not how we carry ourselves. Now, you have people, when they begin to get incited and, and people begin to get more aggressive, you had the, the multitude of people, and you can see it on the video once again, you had the multitude of people begin to leave. Cash was one of them. You can hear them like, you know, they had women with them. They had children with them. So they begin to leave like, we're not about to get involved in this. This is not why we're here. And people begin to migrate away from the building. 
Now, when this happened, what they say is that, and you can see it in the video, I don't know what the dialogue was, but you see tear gas got thrown into the crowd. And there were, like I said, women out there, children out there, people who was not being violent, right? Tear okay. gas got thrown into the crowd and people begin to be affected by this. And just being honest with you, that would make, I would feel some kind of way about that. So if I, if I didn't have any agenda or plan to become violent or have a problem, you just created a problem right then and there by throwing tear gas into the crowd. Now you got people who are, who are harmed that wasn't there to cause any or incite any violence. So from that point, it seemed like things escalated. You had people trying to get into the building. My, my man Brandon said that they allowed Trump supporters in the building. Okay. They were, I saw videos of them just letting them in. And my, my only That's thing- That's what I'm saying though. Like if, if but, we really but, trying to, go ahead. No, my, my only thing is like, to me, it's the audacity. And I know people argue about whether white privilege is real or not. But to me, it's the audacity when the tear, whatever does come, you have the audacity to say you're comfortable enough to run up in a government building and not think about to take pictures in Nancy Pelosi's desk. And you're comfortable. Black people are not that stupid. We we not going to run up in no government buildings talking about taking selfies and stealing her stealing her mail and doing interviews after to me that shows the amount of privilege that they think they're afforded that they well, could Aaron, just do this without consequence Aaron that's exactly like you keep saying that they wouldn't do that but that's exactly what happened in Seattle they took over the police station that is a government building so like I don't understand like you're not you're saying that that can't happen African Americans can't do that but they did and nobody you said that. Seattle though they ain't a lot of brothers in Seattle it doesn't matter. There was an African American. I'm just saying. Do you talk? If you said this happened in Compton, all right, you got that. You said Seattle, though. But they, they, what I'm saying is that there were African Americans there, and and they were they were leading it. They, there, there was groups there that were African American who were leading that. You keep acting as if like there's this like th that like if if black people were doing it, it's like somehow twenty times worse. I mean, it's it's worse re regardless of the race of or the color of your skin. It is bad to go into a government building, and and rush up in there. I mean, we can all agree on that. But you know, when we keep just going, oh well, if it was a black guy, this, or if it was you know a, a, a woman, that we're we're identifying people by the color of their skin, and we're and we're we're not being fair to the situations that we watched for, like we we saw this, guys. You keep saying that there wasn't. We saw businesses being burned. We saw we saw people outside of homes saying, "Well, taking your homes." Like, but, like, that's, but I, I feel what you're saying. We got to be objective, and we can't be biased. I agree with you. The only thing is, what are y'all fighting for? Not your, I'm saying y'all. What are yeah. these, what are they, the things with BLM, I'll tell you right now, I've never met a person that supports BLM, the organization. We all know Marxist group, whatever. The yeah. phrase Black Lives Matter, we should yeah. all support. The phrase. Yeah, absolutely. I agree so, with that. Yeah, the phrase. Yeah. So the, all I'm saying is that with these riots and stuff, this is years and years of anger, years and years of oppression built up that was let out this year with George Absolutely. Floyd. Y'all at the Capitol because the election got stolen, but it went to court. Several even, courts. Several courts. <laughs> many even, courts. Even, even Republicans. different states. Exactly. States. And, so and, what, and, what are y'all, so I'm saying, I don't. I think it's apples and oranges. What we were. Yeah, the, Brandon, I, I, Brandon I, I agree with that. It went to the courts and I can agree with that, but you gotta see it from another perspective, right? Like you gotta see it for four years as a Trump supporter, 
I heard that Trump was a Russian agent. Uh, you know, the Ukraine call. We had to hear this. And by the way, not to mention, let's 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 date ourselves back to 2016. We had to hear the, that Trump stole the election. I can we, let's bring up the tweets from Maxine Waters two days after he got um, in, um, in, inaugurated in the office, saying we're going to impeach that mother effer. Like we're going to take him out, and we, he stole this election. He doesn't deserve to be president. Hillary Clinton and, and the, the liberals. They created this um, this this idea that Trump was this Russian agent. Meanwhile, we find out only last year that the dossier was purchased by the by by Hillary Clinton from a Russian spy. So she was the one working with the Russians to prove that Donald Trump was allegedly so go, allegedly allegedly. So we go four years. So when you when you say Aaron, why did they do this? Right. So to you, it's not something that's important, but to a Trump supporter who for four years has been literally I'm an out I'm an I'm an out there Trump supporter which puts me in a dangerous position whether it's in my personal life my 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 corporate world I work for a corporate organization I I'm putting myself at risk and that's a scary thing that we live in a country where your the support of something can cause like anguish in your life and 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 it's dangerous where we have one side saying that you know, hey, it's they stole the election four years ago. By the way, people said that all the way up until it happened on the other side. And then when that side started saying it, all of a sudden, miraculously, elections can't be stolen. The left was like, well, guys, this is the same. No, I'm place. not saying it can't, but just take your L. Exactly. Like, take it, 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 take yeah, your that's, L. That's the difference is that Hillary took her L. She conceded, her L. The, next, she conceded the next day to Trump. Brandon, she... She bought a dossier to try to guys. You you're, you're saying it. Yes, on the out. Yes, like like in front of everybody. She was like, "Golly gee, guys, I'm taking the L." Behind the scenes, she was buying fake dossiers to make him look like a Russian agent. Okay, for the for the people in the audience, what's a dossier? Like quick, no, oh, like oh, the dossier. It's called a document. Document. Okay, okay. Because yeah. I'm so not gonna cap. Document. I ain't know what that meant. I try to, yeah. I try to make it sound like I like I did, but they don't. Okay, yeah. thank you. But yeah, so Steele dossier yeah. was, was a document that was created by a guy named Christopher Steele, and it was basically you know th this document that like had all this crazy information about how Trump was working with the Russians, right? And okay. then we went through investigations, millions of dollars, and then we went to the Ukraine. We impeached the president on on hearsay. And when we actually finally got the, the the whistleblower's name, media censored it. If you type in, try it on any of your Facebooks, try to type in the whistleblower's name and post it, it immediately gets deleted. And why? Why is it that we have a media who's grouping together to shut down conservatives, to shut down conversation, to shut down ideas? We villainize people who we don't agree with. I'm glad you guys are all here. I'm glad I can disagree with Brandon. We can have this conversation. But in the real world now, we're getting to a point where we can have this conversation. The second you disagree with somebody on the left, they they fact check you and they tell you that just in the name fact checker, we should realize that that's not a good thing because that's that's what psychologists use to to make people seem legit, right? If all of a sudden I call you Doctor Aaron Patterson, people will go, "Oh God, he must be you know something you know somebody yeah," and he, you you kind of look like <laughs> you look studious. But the fact checkers are who are like, let's let's talk about that. Who are fact checkers? Like like when it says fact check. Who's the one who decided that that information was false? You know, and, and so, you know, it, it, it's, it's a very scary thing. And I think we're going to get into that conversation of censorship, but we have, it, it should scare you guys, whether you're on the right or left, that all the social media companies are grouping together to shut down anybody who they decide is not what but, they agree with. 
But that's the thing. It's not anybody. There's plenty of conservative voices. Ben Shapiro, I can't stand him. But they ain't shutting down him. He gets to talk. Shapiro has been demonetized several times. I mean, guys, we we can go. He was inciting violence. That's that. That is inciting violence. Maxine Waters stood up in front of her her constituents in California and said, "If you see a Trump supporter, berate them in a restaurant. Show them that you don't support him. uh, Go after them." I mean, nobody calls her out on that. Nobody like like we we call out Trump supporters the second we get the first chance. I get called out on a daily basis, but yet. We don't call it out when it's happening on the other side. And I guess I just asked the question, why? Why is it okay for an, uh, uh, an, uh, you know, an actor to, uh, whatever her name was, to hold a, a, a um, headless Trump head up, acting like she beheaded Trump a couple of years ago? And it's like, everybody was cool with that. It was like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's like, so we're cool with violence as long as it's focused on Trump and Trump supporters, but we're not, but all of a sudden, we talked about this earlier, Aaron, Seven police officers were killed during the riots in June. Whether it was what we Hold talked on, which, about. Which riot? The, I'm saying the, the rallies. In, throughout all, the all together. Yeah. Okay. Seven police officers. There was not one moment of silence for them, but we have one police officer dying, and they, and they can portray it as if the right, and all of a sudden the left is all of a sudden we love police? Come on. No, all but the- y'all, y'all are the ones screaming uh, uh, Blue Lives Matter, back the blue, but then when it's for y'all cause, it's F the police. And now y'all finally feel how well, the other side feels. And that was like f the police, though. That's so. I, I again, we can get that. That might be a whole different thing. I think you know the confusion is is that all of a sudden, the, and I'm I'm not talking about the people. I'm more talking about the left, like the politicians. The facts, Seven the months ago, they were all cool with attacking police and you know and 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 you know showing that our strength. And then all of a sudden, they're having moments of silence for police officers in the House of Congress saying, "Hey, guys, we're really sad about this." So it just shows you that there's a there is a very strong censorship in this country, and they're not censoring the left; they're censoring the right. And and it, and it should scare you because we talked about this earlier, Aaron. Is that when you have a when you have a a party who's trying to shut out another party and their ideas, you become a one party state, and we all know what one party states are. They're uh, Germany of the nineteen forties. They're they're Russia. They're like you know. So it, regardless of if you're on the left or right, that should scare you. It should scare you that we're 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 desensitized. We're, we're we're managing any kind of content that we disagree with, and we're just shutting it down completely, not allowing it to be seen by the public. I mean, it should scare you. How you feel about that, Robin? What do you just say? You agree or disagree? Man, for, look, I, I want to say this. Like, I grew up a Democrat. Okay, Man, I grew up a back. Democrat. <laughs> uh, uh, just like, just like probably most young Black Americans, you know, that grew up in the inner city. I grew up a Democrat, but I never really understood why I was a Democrat. I never understood the values or the belief system. Never did the research to figure out if what I believe in is in alignment with this party. I was more so a generational Democrat, as you would call it. You just have inherited your political party without really understanding why. It's kind of like your favorite uh, basketball or football team. You know, my, my favorite football team growing up was the Green Bay Packers. I'm from California. Why but it was the Green Packers fan? Because my granddad. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I never even really knew why. You know, I never knew much about the players, never knew much about the history. It was just Green Bay. I'm a cheesehead because I inherited that. And in a lot of ways, it's like that in the black community. You know, you can sit down with your your average 
African-American who's a Democrat and they don't know much about politics. Their basic understanding of it is Republicans are for rich white people and Democrats are for for, uh, uh, people of color who are struggling. So that's not that's not the truth. No, couldn't be further. Dang, bro, nah, bro. If you actually look at it, the 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 left they like to portray themselves as for the people, right? But let's look at the top, the richest people in this in this country. They're all liberals. The richest, the elites are liberals. The 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 Republicans are actually mostly your middle class Americans. And 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 by the way, my black and white in rural type communities, in suburban type communities. The, what, what the left does is they, they rally around big cities because there's a lot of votes and they're always seeking the vote of the African-American. They think they can just buy their vote by saying, hey, we'll do this for you. We'll do that for you. And like you just said, is it, it, that, that's what makes me so mad is that I don't feel like a lot of people fully understand just being a Democrat. They're just a Democrat because they live in a big city and they're told you have to be a Democrat if you're black. And we, we've seen it. We've seen Joe Biden say, you're not black if you don't vote for me. So people- he, he wasn't lying. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, 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 we shouldn't do that to individuals. We shouldn't tell somebody that because we, you shouldn't chastise a black man who wants to support Trump or he believes in the rights of, 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 of having a gun. He believes in not censoring things. He believes in-, in, in- I agree. I, I, for, I cannot understand a black Trump support. I can understand a black Republican and conservative, but a black Trump supporter, I can't I I, I can't understand. That don't make no sense to me. If you're conservative, go. I was, I'm can you tell me why, though? Can you tell me what like why specifically like being a Trump supporter? Brandon, I'll let you answer that. I know you're real passionate about the answer yeah. to the question. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> yeah, I've heard you say a bunch of times. You can't. Un- so why? Yeah, Brandon, Brandon, if you could do that, like what, 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 what in your opinion is why, you know, Aaron just said that. So it's cool being a conservative. But why is it so bad to be a black Trump supporter? Because I'll tell you guys a quick story after you go, Brandon, about what I told you, Aaron, earlier with my buddy, my, my, my buddy Jordan, who happens to be an African-American. And I took him to a, a rally and, and, and what happened. But I'll let you go first, Brandon. <clears throat> yeah, well, because and I know y'all both y'all say y'all been to rallies and whatnot, but Trump himself and what the policy, what he puts uh, his policies and what he actually does doesn't benefit he doesn't or second the things that he says he does isn't or says he's going to do aren't the things that he actually does if you look at what he's doing what about prison what about prison reform prison reform second chance act the second chance act if you know about that and by the way this was something that he did in the white house and he he invited african americans who had recently been released from prison because of that you didn't see it on cnn you didn't see it on left wing media because they don't want to trump to be viewed i saw it on the news when he brought the when he brought the uh, the black leaders in there to sign the prison reform that's well, a, that's talk a about the prison reform that's a photo op well, it's a photo op, but you know, you're saying that, but then we talk, we could talk about the, you know, the crime bill of 1994, right? Uh, Joe Biden created that. That's what, that is, that's what in prison, I think, uh, I think conservatively about 250,000 African-Americans and any, 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 any part of the reason why is he said he didn't want his kids growing up in a jungle. And, and this was Joe Biden, the left. So we keep saying that Trump didn't do this, but Joe Biden, they have not really the left. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that's another thing I hear is like the left and yeah, like and they they call them all common. Joe oh, Biden, I, I guess they like go very, very comments, y'all. Joe Biden is like very slightly left of center. Brandon, specifically, what, what policy do you, can you think of 
that Trump said he did or what 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 policy can you can you tell me shows that like he's not either for African-Americans or he's not there or 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 he is racist. Well, I'm like, not saying he's not. I, I never said he was racist. I'm okay. not saying that he is not for African-Americans. What I'm saying is that he does a very good job of saying one thing and then doing another. Like Trump is not stupid. Like, do you Trump have an example of it? <clears throat> Just for like, I just, I, I'm not trying to, like, I, if you don't, that's fine. I'm just trying to ask because I always hear people say things like that. Like, oh yeah, Trump says this and he did that. But then if you actually look, he did accomplish a ton of stuff for the black community. Uh, you know, and, and he did focus on, guys, he, did you, do you know he, he funded historically black college and universities 10 times more than any president in right. the history of America? And it's like, That's we're not facts. talking about those things. That's a fact. Go look it up, Brandon. It's a fact, but we're not facts. talking about no, those I things. I know that. But but we're not talking about these things because Does he people, want a cookie? Like, yeah. go ahead, good guy. <laughs> do what you're hey. supposed to do it. Hey, but I yeah. take all that. If but, you really want brownie points, but I take all that. But better you doing it for brownie points than not doing can, it at can, all. Can, can, a bad person, can a bad person do a good thing for selfish reasons? If he knows the perception of himself as I'm a racist, I'm a bigot. Of course, he might do a couple things to be like and take photo ops with Omarosa yeah. and Jim Brown, like with uncle with a bunch of like trucking and driving black people to be like, yeah, I love black people. So I just like Brandon was saying, I don't buy it because his actions. Every time we needed him to stand up and just be a good person, but, but when, like when the spotlight was on, he chose specifically when they told him to denounce the Proud Boys. He said, "Stand down and stand by," us, or vice versa. Okay. And then, Show me a video of show me a video of of of, of somebody trying to like you know one thing you got to learn about Trump right he doesn't like to be told what to do nobody does right it's like kind of like if I say Brandon say this right now you're like whoa Josh like I, like why do I have to prove to you that why why do I always have to like bow to you and and say if, what I where if, when do if somebody Trump asked me to say that a group was racist and they were racist I would say they were racist <laughs> but, but, right. video, right. and I will tell you video? right now the the people on the far left. That were burning, uh, that were burning uh, buildings, and that were, uh, you know, what they call Antifa, uh, that were burning buildings. I don't, I condone them, and I don't agree with what they were doing. If you want me to, if if I need to say, if I need to call out something that's wrong, I'm gonna call it out as wrong. Why like won't they, the left? Oh, for sure, do I don't care what side it's on. On the left, do that. the same thing. The politicians on the left don't condone that actions. They don't condone Antifa. They don't show me videos of the left doing that, and nobody forces them to do that. Hold because on, they, you said condone. They no, they they don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> they, yeah, they, right. they don't. They don't denounce it. I'm sorry. They they don't denounce the left. They don't. Antifa not left. the left. To me, Antifa is no, not the left. Far left. The far left. Like Brandon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They, yeah, they're yeah. not denouncing it. Where nobody's forcing Camilla Harris to go on and say, "Hey, Camilla, denounce that." Nobody's forcing her to do that. And because, by the way, because the way, thing is, the Proud Boys. That that's the thing is, all these hate groups rock with Trump. That's no one, no hate group on the left. Rock and it, they don't. And, and Trump has said this many times. And this is stuff that I wish we could have videos and just play them here. Trump has denounced white supremacy. 37 times there's videos of him doing it like physically saying guys i denounce white supremacy charlottesville by the way the most famous line from charlottesville is there were good people on both sides and the left portrayed it as oh my god he's saying nazis are good no literally we talked about this early aaron 20 seconds before that right before he says that line he says as clear as day 
I denounce any form of violence, Nazism, white supremacy, or anything, and then proceeded to say that next line. But that line never gets played on the left-wing media. It always makes it look like Trump was just standing there saying, I support, you know, Nazism. Like, you know, that Trump doesn't support that. He just does not. And, he does not and, support it. And here's the thing about the Proud Boys. Did y'all know that the leader of the Proud Boys is a, is a person of color? Exactly. Yeah, he's a Hispanic guy. Yeah. yeah. I know that. I follow them. <laughs> I know it. That's not black, though. No, nah, it's not black, but if you're going to have anything as close to black as you can get, it's Hispanic. I grew up around black people and Hispanics in San Bernardino, California. But the, point, but the point is we know that this person is of color. So if the leader is a person of color, it can't be based on racism towards minorities. That's, that's an impossibility. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to take it no further than that. I'm, I don't think it's an impossibility. There are, yeah, you can, yeah, I don't there think it's are... There are racist Chinese people. There are black people that are racist against black people. Mexicans. Can't be racist. <laughs> See, I don't agree with Aaron on that. He always says that. I don't agree with him. You can we be racist against a Chinese person. We can, you can be, be racist against a person of a different race. We can be prejudiced. Black people can't be racist. That's another conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's another conversation. <laughs> but also, just to, just to point out something about these groups, right? Did y'all know that inside the Capitol building? I, I talked to Aaron about this a few days ago. Inside the Capitol building, there was people identified that belonged to anti. Trump groups. They was inside the Capitol building. One of them was 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 a black man. Was a, he was identified yeah, as as a leader of one of the of one of the um, anti-Trump, anti-racist groups. So what was he doing? What was he even doing in the building? And he yeah. was one of the people that I was talking about was dressed up suspiciously. You know, you couldn't really tell who he was until he got into the building, and um, his his face. He was identified. You know, yeah, so that's just something to think about. One of the things I wanted to say to, as well is, is that like, you know, what I like so much about this conversation is like, listen, Aaron said it a little while ago, just, just a minute ago. Like, guys, I ask Aaron, I've been called racist. I've been called a bigot for like, for guys, I get called, like, listen, guys, I get called a racist all the time, right? For my beliefs. But I'm on here with you guys. And I'm sitting here thinking of this conversation and I'm thinking about our daily lives, right? Like, and, and, and not to take this too far away from the subject, but guys, we all generally do like good people love each other, man. Like, and I hate, I, say, I hate to sound so cliche, but when we're in our communities, we like good people, like we don't go out thinking about race, like the way we, we are doing it on social media today, the way the left and the right is pitting white against black and, and all those kinds of things. And I just find that like, 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 it's funny. We have this conversation now. We can all disagree, but I can guarantee you, like, we could all sit at a bar and have a beer, right? And I, I said that to Aaron. The, I have like, lemonade. I'll have lemonade. Yeah, you have lemonade. <laughs> but I said this to Aaron earlier today because I feel like we're so we're so we're always trying to like prove our point, right? And then the second somebody disagrees with us, they're immediately a racist, a bigot, a sexist, a whatever it is. And I I get that all the time. And and honestly. You know, do, do, do you think it's warranted? Do you think you play a part into the names you get called? And you, do you think it's warranted? I don't think that anybody deserves to be called a racist. I think calling somebody a racist is is has been has been coined for years as the easiest way to shut them up because it's so such a vile name to call somebody. I'd rather be called I'd rather be called any name in the book than a racist because the, <laughs> when you call somebody a racist, no, but seriously, when you call somebody a racist, you're trying you to you done with you done with. <laughs> you're trying to shut that person up without hearing their thoughts. 
racists without hearing their idea, without understanding where they're coming from. The second you say you're racist, everybody looks at him and goes, oh, well, I guess that's it's it's called a moral fallacy. The second you go to morals. Oh, well, morally speaking, we let's talk about facts, Aaron. That's what I'm I'm always I'm always trying to talk about facts. You know, the, the black community and, you know, the crime rates, there's all kinds of things that were racist. In what the about past. Chicago? No, you know, but listen, listen, no, no, it, honestly, I, I, in my opinion would probably be on Chicago would probably be different than you think. But the reality is, is that we have, we have good people in America. The majority of Americans are good people, white, black, or, or Asian, whatever I, you, I, I honestly, I can't agree with that. I do yeah. not think the majority of Americans are good people. I don't. Yeah. Well, that's a sad. That's a sad thing because I believe you would hope so, but yeah, I don't. I don't agree. Well, yeah, and if you're, especially if you're a Christian, um, that you know, it's one of the core tenets of Christianity is that none of us are inherently good. Like we're all born into this world into sin. But I do see what Josh is saying, though. I do agree with him that um, a lot of it is uh, is um, politically charged. Like there's, I think that, like I say. I don't think that Trump is a racist. I really don't. Trump is a lot of things. Trump is, I think he's a narcissist and which and most, a lot of people are, I can be narcissistic. Uh, Trump is like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. We all, we all have our vices. Like I think Trump is a lot of things. I don't think he's a racist. I think he's different things that manifest themselves in different ways, but I'm not going to sit here and call Trump a racist. And I don't think I know, I know people that are Trump supporters that have helped me out before in the past. And so I don't think that, I don't think that the majority of Trump supporters are racist, but there are factions of them. Yeah, and we call the, Brandon, we call those outliers and they're on both sides, the left and the right. You know, it's kind of like if we look at a bell curve, right? You got 5% and 5%. There's outliers. There's the far left and then there's the far right. And then there's everyone else. And and in my opinion, like most of us, and Aaron disagrees with this, but most of us are law-abiding citizens. And most of us want to, like, I said this to Aaron earlier, Brandon. Most, like, like, when we talk about police officers, I said this to him. Like, we all have friends that are cops. These guys have families and they want to go home to their families. They're not sitting there on the job thinking, God, man, I wish I could do something bad tonight and ruin my entire life. I mean, like to think that that is happening. I just think you're on the I think you're thinking bad about people. And I think you need to change your mindset about what you think the intent of people are. I think that generally speaking, people are good. They want to do good. I'm not saying I agree with what you're saying that we're kind of like you know, there are things that can be inherently bad, right? Like in, you know, there's, we can go through all those things, but I think that in in nature, people want to do what's best for their family and first and foremost, and their friends. And I think everything else is, like you said, it's politically charged. You know, I, I you know, I want to go out there. I see Aaron do good, you know, just because I debate Aaron on Facebook and he hates my opinions and, you know, and, 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 and I get literally the mobs come after me. They, they call me every name in the book. You know, but and but guess what? I get white people who message me privately and say, God, Josh, I can't believe you go out there and do that. And you put yourself out there for all these people to call you these names. And you know what my, my response to that is? I know my I know that's not me. So I'm not afraid to go out there, guys. I'm sorry. I'm not I, afraid. I'll go on the limb and I, I don't think you're racist. I, I just I think that. that. I, just think, I, I don't think you're racist. I just think that as a white man, you need to be more careful with the way you speak on issues involving race and all these things, because like tensions are really high. So when I see a white man, there's plenty of white men on my my timeline who they're coming in hot with these hot takes about telling 
other races how they should think or feel. I think it needs to be more of a conversation like right now, more than, yeah, like more than, I feel like you have to be real gentle. And I, I told you earlier, you said me like, you said the white man is the most hated person in the world. And I said, it, you are. And he said, why do you think that's okay? And I said, I don't think that's okay that the white man's the most hated. No, you, said, why? you said, why? You said, you tell me, why do you think that's the case? And I said, why? So I said, are you judging me? Because so basically what you're doing, and I said this to you earlier, is that when you say that, right, and you, and you identify and say, well, you know, well, can't you see why? Because of the past? Well, just like you're not the past, I'm not the past either. I'm the present. I'm here. I'm not. I'm not the white males of the 1800s. I'm not. I'm. Not, I wasn't a slave owner. I'm. I. So when you just identify a group of people, that's what you're fighting against. You're fighting against being identified by the color of your skin and 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 having that denote why people the way people treat you. So I don't want people to do that to me. I would like people not to judge me by the past, by 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 the whiteness of the past that they hate, redlining and slavery and and Jim Crow. I that you know, unfortunately, I'm white, but. You're black. You shouldn't have to j- worry about being black, Aaron, just as I shouldn't have to worry that the color. Of my I know, skin but but the, the only difference is you have the luxury to not have to worry. I we don't us three don't. We have to move accordingly every day when we leave the house because our skin is black. So all we are saying when I say the white man's the most hated, all I'm saying is that I understand why. Do I agree? No, because I'm a Christian. I don't agree. Hate white people. I don't. But I'm saying I can understand there's a lot of history behind your skin. So when people see you, I guess not. I know. Acknowledge, but- acknowledge the history and move how you move. But in saying that, unfortunately, you're saying what you're fighting against. You're saying that just be, you're saying that my, the past of white people denotes every future white person, and that's what we're. Nah, fighting. I ain't saying that. You are. You just said, unfortunately. I, I you think know, he's saying. I think he's saying be mindful of the past, which you are. I am very but mindful. You don't, but but you don't want to have to be. But I think um, it's unfair for somebody to tell me to shut up because I'm white. If that's but, some, but sometimes you just gotta shut up because you're white. And yeah, that, yeah. Like, that's, that's all I'm saying. I can't speak on um, the problems in the Hispanic community or the problems in the a- Asian community. You know, so it's it's, like, it's different communities that have problems. Every, like I can't speak on. Um, yeah, I can't speak on their issues. So I don't speak on women issues either. They got none to do with Aaron. <laughs> yeah, they got none to do with Aaron. I let women fight. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think but I think we have to stop like kind of separating ourselves, right? Like you just said on different communities. I think we're we're in the United States. We're all Americans. We're, we we all live in the same community. So when you say that, you're acting like as if we're all like separated by communities. It's just not true. We, we all live together. Yeah. And I think we, truth. I think truth is truth, and everybody should be able to express exactly. to and express it's, truth. It's just in wisdom. It's just in wisdom. You you have to be careful in the way that you express that truth. I'm in different situations. That's all that it is. So I can um, agree with that. <laughs> and and yeah, I try and I try my best. And by the way, I'm here today because, like, honestly, right? Like, think about think about the situation I'm in. Right? I'm a white guy. I'm coming on this on this podcast with with a bunch of uh, you know really intelligent you know black males who were like, I'm like, hey man, I told my wife I was doing this tonight, and she's like, hey Josh, like you might get roasted. And I'm like, listen, I'm not afraid because like I understand that. You know, although I might say something that you disagree with, I, I mean it in I, I, I mean it with all due respect. And I'm just giving you my opinions. I'm giving you my views. And you're right, Aaron. You said it earlier to me. I am not 
I didn't grow up in a poor black community. I didn't, I, I don't know the plight of every person. I can only tell you what I see in here, right? I can only live, I can only give you my experiences. And, and unfortunately that's all we all can do. Right. I mean, you know, and, and Aaron, you, you know, I, I'm not going to put you on blast, but you grew up in the same community as me. You grew up in a, you know, I, I moved to Atterboro in eighth grade. I was homeless. <laughs> yeah. So I, I grew, I, as my adulthood, I did, but all my experiences prior. Now I'm just that. that we talked earlier. I know your family very well, and I, you know, I'm, I'm and I'm, I'm I know all, all the Pattersons. And, and I'm were, also not American, technically. I'm from Guyana. My yeah. Family. Well, they were all. <laughs> listen, Aaron, your family's all hardworking, and they all and they had to fight for what they got. You know, you guys grew up. You're, you're you guys grew up really well, and I, I grew up. One of my best friends is is your brother, and you know, we t we still talk all the time. We support each other in everything we do. And I think we have to stop trying to isolate ourselves. Because when you just said that, Brandon, about like, oh, well, you're not in the community. Well, I grew up in the same community as Aaron. Aaron grew up in the same community as me. So, um, you know, we, we are all one. You know, but, Aaron but, is black, but, and white, but we are one. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. The difference is like we're products of our environment. But what I told you earlier is that, yes, that's why I rested my head. I've been to Worcester. I've been everywhere to different communities. So a lot of times when I hear white people speak on race, it seems really pigeonholed to where they were born. And I'm saying I'm 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 talking like across the board. Yeah. The average black person has to work twice as hard, twice as hard. They have to go through twice as much. And we can't we can't we don't we can't afford to not see color. I always hear white people say I don't see color. That's beautiful and all. But everybody else does. Like, I don't think this it's beautiful because no, God, I'm, God made us these colors for like a reason. We're all made in His image. Yeah, so, but but continue. And, <laughs> and and we can have different experiences like in the that. same community. I think people should see color. Yeah, I think you should too. That's why every time I hear "don't see color," I'm like, no, I love my beautiful child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you feel me? Like, so when you say you don't see my color, it's from a movie. I'm taking the line. That's saying you don't see me. Because God made me unique. God made you unique with your white skin and all of us different shades of black. God did that like intentionally because he wanted to sh show people the beauty of what heaven's going to look like. We're all going to look different. We're all going to be different. So all I'm saying is that just because you don't see color and just because you're a good person, that doesn't mean everybody else out oh, there. By the way, I actually do. But dude, guys, I, I, I actually I agree with that, Brandon. I, I think saying you don't see color is like and I, actually I'll, I'll kind of like, you know, kind of crack at white people. Like when, you know, you see the white person like, guys, I don't see color, man. Like, no, that's that. You're right. That, I, I don't agree with that at all. I, I think you should see color. I think you should see differences. What I don't think you should do is, is judge based on those differences. Like when you see me walk in a room, you don't know my upbringing. I get you, nervous. You might know, Aaron, but like we don't know every white person's upbringing. So when they come in and they have, have a, and they have something to say about Chicago or the black community there, how do we know they didn't grow up there? We, we can't shut them down just because they're white. That's that. That's what I'm referring but to. As black people, we we call it. We could we could see through. So we could tell the white people that grew up around a lot of black people. We could <laughs> tell. We could tell the people that are have been in our communities. So I kind of want to move the conversation forward. Yeah. I want, yeah. but like to to tie it up in a bow. All we really want, and we say it all the time. All black people really want is y'all to just like listen, listen more than like you speak because again it doesn't matter how many black friends you have you'll never really truly understand what it feels like to leave the house as a black man or woman no matter how many like talks you had no matter how many videos you watch we want you to 
to hear us. So I feel like there's so much friction between both sides is because really on the conservative side, we're trying to get people to think like them. They're trying to force people to, to be and think like them. And the left side, that's why I say all the time, like I'm a conservative by my values, but my heart is liberal. My heart is to the left because I'm all for like free will. I'm all for people being loved for who they are. Cause that's how God loves us. So I find myself in this middle ground of why I do these things, because I think that in the middle somewhere there's truth. The right don't got all the way together. The left doesn't, but I feel like the right more than anything, they get censored. We, I want to talk about censorship because they're usually talking about the stuff that's going to make it go. They're talking about civil war and grab your guns and blah, blah, blah. You know how many texts I got from people? Grab your guns. It's about to go down. And, and I'm like, that's how the right kind of moves and talks. So I know, I know. Brandon didn't right want to talk. And that's how the right feels about the left. So like, so that's what I'm saying. So we just say, leave us alone. No, that's not what they're saying. The left is constantly trying to shut down any conversation that dissents from their narratives. Any conversation that is not what they agree with is immediately censored, shut down. That's, not, that's not true, though. It is. It is very well, it's, true. It's true of the very far left. I will say that there's. It's kind of like how you were saying. There's the far right, far right, and far left, and the far left, and then there's conservatives, there's liberals, and then there's the middle, like centrist. Yep. And the yeah. far left is very big into you can't say nothing about nothing. This is the way it is. The far right is obviously the racist, like the far right. I'm talking about the far right is where the racists are and everything. And then to the right of the far right is conservatives, which is like you, like normal conservatives. And then to the left of the far left is where I'm at or where I would say I'm at. The far left would say that I'm a Republican because, <laughs> because like you say, they don't like if you don't agree exactly with everything they say, then uh, they say that you're not left. But I do. I do think what Aaron was talking about, where there's truth in the middle, and I think that's that's one of the things that's getting lost, um, is that like we don't we don't. That's why I like this conversation. Um, like a lot of people aren't listening to each other. I honestly think if you got a like an American, like an American that identifies themselves as a Marxist, and you got a far right person, and you sat them down and had them hash it out, and they could yell at each other talk about all they want to talk at the end of the day they would find out that they have more in common than they think yeah i honestly believe that I, I it's, agree a, that it's a good point it's a good point because once you yeah, once you're once the party you identify yourself with and you affiliate yourself with blinds you from actually being able to decipher and see truth no matter what side is coming from there's an issue at that point and i feel like that's that that's what you would call somebody who's an extreme leftist or an extreme person from the right your political party and affiliation blind you from seeing facts. That yeah. is an issue. Exactly. And actually, I'll, I'll give an example that we can all relate to. It's kind of like, right, you're watching a, a football game, right? You're a Patriots fan, and uh, I'm a Packers fan, right? And there's a catch in the end zone, right? And it, it's real close. They're reviewing it. The Packers fan, no matter what you tell them, it's not a catch. The P Patriots fan, no matter what you tell them, they're like, can't you see? It doesn't touch the ground. And it's like... They're so blinded because they're, they're fandom, right? That's kind of what we have in politics. We have people on the right, people on the left. And they, they, I'll admit, I said this earlier to uh, Aaron, I get blinded by some of the things as well. We all do it. But I appreciate I th you saying that as well. I appreciated you but, saying but that. We all have to say that. We all have to be honest with ourselves. Like, I'm not going to name names, but I, I had a guy I was talking to on Facebook 
just a couple of weeks ago, I told you, and, and it's a mutual friend of ours. And, you know, we had an inbox message back in June of me saying, hey, what about the cops families? And he was like, you doesn't matter, man. We need to do this for change. And then all of a sudden he was messaging. I saw him posting on Facebook when the cop died this past week in the Capitol saying, hey, man, these, these people are evil. They're killing cops. It's like, we, we, you know, we, we're all hypocrites, right? I mean, the hardest thing in the world is to not be a hypocrite. We really all are. It's it, we do it in our everyday lives. You know, your your wife tells you you do you do something, and you're like, I don't do that, and then <laughs> she does it the next day, and then you're yelling at her. We're all naturally hypocrites. We are, and and the the idea is trying to look at yourself and find where you're being a hypocrite because we all do it in our personal lives, in our private lives, in our work lives. We're all hypocrites. Nobody wants to think they're wrong. Nobody's going to admit it. I, I, I never admit on mine. I don't admit when I'm wrong, but well, why not? No, no, no. I'm saying like, we, we none of us will do it. I, I actually, oh, probably, okay. I'm saying like, none of us will admit like, Hey, like somebody gives a fact to you. Nobody goes, Hey man, that, you know, you're right. That fact actually, you know, is something we should think about. Right. Like, you know, and and we're all kind of so quick to just judge the, the fact and say, well, screw you. It doesn't agree with me. You know, so I, I think we have to just be careful in doing that. That's that, that's my opinion. I think, you know, when, when I do go on those forums and I, and I get blasted, hey, I'll, I'll take it. But I, I hope that, you know, anybody who actually, you know, reads them or people, maybe they're listening right now. I actually just love this type of conversation. I, I, bet, I, I, went to, I went to a bar with Brandon. Me and him would be, we'd be, you know, maybe you don't drink, but wherever we are, we would, we would have a great you drink time. Corona. <laughs> we'd have a great time talking about these things. And, and me and, well, me and Robin would probably get along really well. Cause you know, I, I like the way he thinks. And, <laughs> now, Robin, 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 that dude. I like, I like Robin. <laughs> so, you know, but I would get along with all you guys. And I think we have to just be careful in, in labeling each other and saying, well, you know, this, this or that I've been labeled, you've been labeled, you know, it's, it sucks. And, and I can say that from experience guys, I've been labeled a racist and it's a shitty feeling to have friends of yours. You grew up with in high school, call you a racist because you, you have a different view. Nah. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, to me, it low key feel like a cop out because I'm not gonna lie with my wife. I'd be holding grudges. But besides, <laughs> besides that, I admit what I'm wrong for the most part. Like if, if I see some new information, I'm like, you know what? Go ahead. Like, I take my L's. I take my L's. It just feels like the right don't want to take their L. They're going to fight. I feel like for the next four years, they still going to be talking about the election got stole. And even up, even up until the 20th, they still talking about it's not over yet. Christian prophets, just wait on it. Just wait on it. It's not over. Trump's going to take I'm like, bro, take the L and go sit down, please. I wish. Can we go back to being at peace with each other? Can we go back? Can we go back? That Aaron, I wish the left in 2016 would have let Trump become president and not do what you just said. They never stopped. They they impeached. They stopped when <laughs> they I'm still not, haven't stopped. What you they mean? They still haven't stopped. <laughs> like, listen, I'm this is I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say how I'm not speaking for all black people. We feel like white people feel like they're losing their grip on America. Do I? Do it, it feels like white people are scrambling because they're losing their grip. Guys, on America. I, 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 I'll tell you, Aaron, that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, I, I'm a white guy and all my a lot of my friends are white and like we don't think of that stuff. Maybe it, it, I, that's what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of things that are just said. Well, the people in power, not I'm talking the people in power feel like they're losing their grip. The people in power. What, what people in power? Because there's a lot of African-Americans in power right now today. No, they like, not. What do you mean? I would say a lot. They <laughs> are a lot. Yeah, so. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, what, what's what, like what's considered a lot? I don't know. I'm just saying there's many. There's uh, uh, like what, you know what's the definition? There's only, there's only yeah, seven. There's only seven black billionaires out of six hundred thirty. Well, I mean, the, the I mean, when when you're talking about elites, I mean, I don't I don't know. I, I would say most of the elites actually support most like Facebook, uh, you know, uh, uh, Google, Twitter. I mean, those are all billionaires who support everything. Black lives, everything left, every. I mean, so I, I don't know. Like, so are those? Why would those people who are white people in power be so, in support of everything? Black lives matter. Everything. Why? I, I so I, I guess I don't know. I guess I don't know what you're talking about because. To me, I see that most rich white people actually support equality. They support bringing in and making sure everybody has equal opportunity. The what the right doesn't agree with is it, it's 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 equal opportunity and opportunity of outcome. I mean, and 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 the outcome, right? The left says that if if they're if the outcome is not what they think, we have to kind of you know handicap people. The right doesn't believe in that. We believe that if everybody has equal opportunity, I agree. So we shouldn't handicap people. So no, we should. You think we should handicap people? Okay. I well, think after that 400 years, y'all need to give us some help. I think after 400 years, that <laughs> it should be okay for us to get a little, like, okay. give us a chance to succeed. Like, that's a great like, point. That's a great point. After 400 years, I think y'all just need to chill for a little bit, and it's gonna be uncomfortable. But we, our whole lives are uncomfortable. I know, but Aaron, you're, you're <laughs> but Aaron, you're fighting for the very thing that. We like 400 years. That's not us. So why would we do that again? So why would we handicap a group of people because of the color of their skin? That's what I'm saying. You call it a handicap. I'm calling it assistance. No, no. I'm saying why? Well, whatever you want to call it. Why would we? Why would we? You just said sit back. If you, you know, basically 400 years. That that's what you're saying is exactly what you're fighting against. You don't want that to happen. I think you're not saying it right. You you don't want that to happen. You don't want people to be judged by the color of their skin. I think that's we can all agree with that. So saying, you know, hey, if you're a white guy, take a back seat. Like we're doing that again. So what do you think the end game is? How long do we do that? And then all of a sudden, like you have a large group of white people in 50 years who are saying the same things you're saying today, saying, hey, whoa, like we've been taking a back seat now for 85 years or 100 years. Like when do we get a chance again? So we have you to already stop. got y'all chance. We have to stop yeah, that. But, <laughs> but, it, but, but in all honesty, though. Go ahead, Robin. Go ahead. I know you the voice of real. Go ahead. I'm just, you know, the, the way the way that I've seen it is like, and we see it. We see examples of this. You could give somebody everything, but if this don't change, if you don't come out of a poverty mentality here and a victim mentality here, you can somebody can hit the lotto, and a few years from that time, they'll be back in the same condition that is proportionate with this. I agree. So at the end of the day, man. Is racism a thing? Yes, it's a thing. But is racism going to be the ultimate thing that determines whether or not I'm successful? Nope. Absolutely not. It, I'm going to be. I love that. And it's a mindset. It's it's believing that even if something's going to hold you back, like you said, even if Aaron, I, I'm not going to disagree that it's it's harder. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with. Thank that. you for saying that. Thank but I, I always said that. So, so some people would say the reality is, but the reality is, if you continue to look at yourself as a victim. You will always have a victim mentality and you'll always no think matter what, <laughs> even if you're not anymore. One of the last things I'll say about this is that it's kind of like when you were in high school. Right. And maybe it didn't happen to you guys. But, you know, maybe you see a group of people. They're all kind of laughing. Right. And you look at them and they look at you and you think they're laughing about you. Right. And you get mad, like kind of like you're like, are they talking about me? Then you go over and go, hey, guys, you talking about me? And they go, no, we're not. We're, we're, we're kind of like built to like feel like people are out 
to get us. It's a victim mentality. We have to stop that on the left. The vi- you're not a victim. It, with, no matter who you are, like, like, think about this. I said this to one of my buddies and I, I thought it was a good point and maybe you guys won't, but all right. If we, we take every victim group right now in America, women, black people, um, gay people, lesbians, what, what, whatever, all the different things, it would actually be 60. I think it was like 67% of the population identifies as some form of victim because we have about 50% of the population are women. And then if we take about 6% of the uh, population is African-American, that's 56% right there. Then we got gay white males who consider themselves victims. We got, you know, all kinds of things. That would be about 60% of the population identifying as some form of a victim group. I don't, I don't consider myself a victim though. No, but that's that, but that's when, 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 what do you, do you, do you, Brandon, do you consider yourself a victim? Like having the mindset you have. I think it's a little, disingenuous to call them victim groups like these are groups that have been systematically oppressed by america at some point in our history like black people everyone besides the white man gay people they have been oppressed by america yeah before in in our history like i don't think i think it's a little disingenuous to call them victims but but to have a victim mentality doesn't necessarily mean that you're not a victim it's like it's like a woman who was overweight who then loses weight, but she still looks at herself as being fat. So her character is still insecure. So having a victim mentality doesn't necessarily mean you were not a victim at some point. It just means you ne- necessarily might not be today. And Robin, and Robin, you just said that very well. That, that's what I was saying is that it's a mentality to have a victim mentality. I'm not saying you can't say in the past, like, hey, man, there's been issues in the past. But if you view yourself as a victim and you think everybody's out to get you, you're going to you're going to live your life thinking that every bad thing that happens to you is because it's the color of your skin or the, your gender. And you're going to you're going to miss the things that could make you successful. If, if you would just stop looking at everything as a bad situation and, and, and said, hey, bad things might happen to me, but I got to keep trucking forward. But work. that's what black people do. We are the most resilient group. I'm, I'm every. I'm just saying, black people are very resilient. We get kicked on, we get spat on, we get, and we keep going. And again, I love white people. My wife is white. That's why I'm having this conversation. Y'all can't call me racist. My wife is white. My baby have white. So that's so like, why you got a that, black friend. That's what you can't. Nah, call I got a white wife. <laughs> I went all the way with it. I went all the way with it. So that's why I talk as passionate as I do. Like, where was I going with that? Oh, what I'm saying is that the difference is with all of that is that we need to acknowledge that I'm not saying I'm a victim, but we need to acknowledge oppression. We need to acknowledge systematic racism that still is going on. But black people, we're so resilient. We just keep going. We keep going. We keep going. And to say we're victims and we have a victim mentality, that's the farthest thing from the truth because we would, have, we would have been quit. We would have been quit right now. Victim mentality. Like, I just, that's why I denote, like, that's why I said females. Yeah, and everybody don't fall into that category. Yeah, and that's why I said the victim mentality. Like, so not, not, not that you are a victim or that you, you identify as that, but I just, in general, and, and I will say that, you know, there, when you say, and, and I think it's a good point, you said systematic racism. Like, when you say that, right, if we can't call out the system or we can't call out the group, who are we calling out? Like, what's the system? Like, like let me America. ask you. <laughs> yeah, America. I was okay, okay, America. No, no, I'm glad you said that. No, because I knew that would be the answer, right? America. So how do you fix that? There are there are institutions that are in place. That's, why, is- that's why there were riots. The police is an institution that was put into place to oppress black people. Okay. 
there are there are other institutions that are that were put into place like in American history to oppress black people and to have white people to separate white people from black people. Like obviously it's it manifested itself. Um or the easy ways to see it were, you know, the colored the colored water fountain and the white water fountain and the colored seats and the and the black people in the bus. Those were the easy ways. But there's deeper rooted uh there's deeper rooted oppression that's that was built into even the constitution. That's why we have amendments. We've amended the constitution twenty seven times and yeah. The most re the ones that helped black people the most was the 13th, 14th, and 15th amendments, but that was only until the 1960s when that happened. That was like 50, 60 years ago. There's people alive today that yeah, that yeah. were alive whenever there was no whenever those weren't amended. Like there's like there are institutions in the American government that are racist, and that's what we're trying. Or that's what I try to say anyway. Is that I try to call that out, and that we need to. That's why people were talking about the police. I don't think all police are racist, but I think that the institution of the police, like the police, in like the idea of the police, was in America anyway, not in other countries. In America, they, they were slaves rooted in racism, and that's why we want we just want people to call that out, and we need to move forward. There's there's legislation, laws, and policies that can be put into place to over time overcome that racism. But I also, too, I also think that it is also a spiritual thing. There's like, um, like how the Bible talks about there's principalities and powers. There is like the principality of rebellion and racism over America when they came and they right. rebelled from, they, when they rebelled from, from England. And I'm not saying that was not a good thing to do or a bad thing to do, but they did rebel from the king in England, came to America, and, and then they killed most of the Indians and the rest of them, or the Native Americans, and the rest of them, they put them, walked them out of the East to the West, put them on reservations and say, here, you can have this. Like, ever since then, there's been principalities over America. And so I think it's a two-part thing. It's the, the man-made institutions, but also there are, um, and obviously, if, I don't know, there's, I'm sure there's people in the chat that's not Christians, so they probably don't believe this, but this is just my view as a Christian, that there are, there's man-made institutions in America that we can work on with laws and legislation if we come together and recognize that they're there. But there's also, um, like, I know people get scared when you say demonic powers, but that's what it is. <laughs> Principalities they and demonic hover powers hover that are over America. the United States of America, just like Babylon, like the Bible talks about Babylon. Um, there's principalities that are over America that kind of keep that in place as well. And that's that side of it is really only going to be overcome by us turning to God. But there are also man-made um, institutions set, that have been set in place over hundreds of years in America that we can overcome through laws and legislation. Pastor Cody. Thank you. I definitely agree with, with a lot of what you said, Brandon. Um, I feel like the things that we're seeing take place in politics and, you know, um, just these systems that have been put in place designed to separate people, to keep people divided, is influenced from the, the world we don't see. It's influenced by the spiritual realm. Because when you're talking about hate, to say that, and I know nobody disagrees with this, but to say that 
forms of hate like racism don't exist, you know, is to say that is to say that hatred itself doesn't exist because it's just a byproduct of hatred. Yeah, that's, the that, root of racism is hatred. Yeah, there's so many different forms of that, but you see, we're we are not born with with hate for one another based on differences. That stuff is taught. That stuff that that stuff is taught. You see two little children together playing together. You don't see yeah. them having any kind of prejudices, any kind of issue with each other. They love each other. You know, that's that. So that kind of stuff is taught. That kind of stuff comes in. That kind of stuff comes into you prior to what you're like. Um, Joshua was talking about. He feels like um, most of people, most of people are good people. I, I know what he's talking about. He's saying most of most people have a, some kind yeah. of moral fabric. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Most I, people I, I do. Agree. Right. You have to learn something, something different. So when we're talking about America, America was was a country and the Constitution. And some people might disagree. You just have to really dig it out a little bit more. But um, one of the reasons why America became a superpower is the same reason why Israel did as well. And there's another country who built their Constitution on the Torah, on the law of God. And that's what made America the. I don't know if they built it, it completely on the law. Yeah, I, don't know <laughs> I wouldn't say 100%. No, maybe like I, 65%. I didn't say completely. But there are things that are undeniably. Yeah. They, they coincide with each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like, I mean, to this day, yeah, there's things like one nation under God, and most of the, the values are Christian values. So I. Like, and, and, and that's the shit. And, and, and what I'll say about that, and I, and I like what Brandon said, I really do. You know, I, I, listen, we, we had a lot of issues in, the, in, in America in the past, right? But the, the, the reason why I believe in America, and I said this to Aaron earlier, the reason why I truly believe in America is because everything that we're talking about, it, again, I'm not saying racism doesn't exist, but those problems that we had, they don't exist because we amended them out, right? We as a country came together and said, this shit is wrong. It's wrong. We need to well, fix. We get them all out, though. No, no, no. But, but no. But hear me out. We, 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 we constantly are are striving to be a better as a country. You brought up like the Native Americans, right? The Native Americans enslaved other Native Americans, right? Um, there's been slavery for thousands of years, th thousands of years. There was slavery in Africa. There was, there's different forms of slavery. There's chattel slavery. There's all different kinds, right? There, there was that form yeah. of slavery in Africa. And how do you think? the the white man bought slaves it was they bought them from slave traders in africa who were african selling their own people so again some, slavery, some of them yeah that's yeah, true. some of them yeah, some mm -hmm. of them again not all of them but it, slavery is something that's been rooted in, in 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 our world for thousands of years and we've been it's it's taken thousands of years and it's going to probably it might take a hundred to it might take thousands more but we gotta root it out, and but it, it you're right. It is it is embedded in our society, but in every society. But I think as a country, we do our best to try to make it better. And I think you know, again, with with all the stuff that's going on, and and, and Black Lives Matter, not the institution. Black Lives obviously matter, guys. I, I I'm I'm I I I agree with that. And you know, and I think I think where people are like, hey, you know, you don't support it. I, yeah, a lot of people don't support the institution. A lot of people support equal opportunity for all. That's, and I, I think we can all sit here. If we don't agree on anything else, I think we can agree that everybody should have equal opportunity. And regardless of the color of your skin, you should not be judged for anything you say. You should be judged by the by your character. And and, and again, you know, I think that's what we're all seeking, right? We all want that. You know, like Brandon wants but it. I'm not. I'm not dumb enough to think that's going to ever happen. 
All right. And, and, that, and, and go it's funny you say that because we, that's what we talked about, Aaron. I like that you brought that up because it, it, like, right, it might be impossible that that happens. Right. But how close, like where, where, where can we set a bar for success? Right. Like Brandon, like where, where's the bar, right? Like if we don't have a bar, we don't have a goal to get to something, then, then how, how are we ever going to know we achieved anything? And I think that that's kind of where I I always ask my black friends and people who say there's these problems. I want to be like, listen, I'll, I'll stand up with you guys if you can find the institution or you go, hey, guys, this is the institution that has racist policies. But if you just blindly say it's all America, how do we fight that? We have to fight it in, in increments. We have to fight the, the little things to get to the bigger picture. If we just blindly say, well, it's just all America. Well, how do you fight that? What, what kind of process, what kind of goals can we set if it's just, if we just go, well, it's everything. Can we just, we can't just blow it all up. We have to kind of, we have to move. So we have to bring in the institutions that we know and fight those in little and, and, and say, wow, we did this. That was a goal we achieved. We can't be just, we can't just, again, you know, when you set goals, they, they have that acronym, like, you know, uh, I can't think of it, but it's like, you know, you, you set it, it has to be smart. It has to be achievable. Let's start, let's start in the black community and in the, and white people, let's start setting goals that are smart where we say, this is what we need to achieve. It, we know it can't be zero and we know it shouldn't be where it is today, but where is, where, where is that goal? Where's that goalpost? Right. That's all I'm asking is like, I want to, I want to be there and do it too, but we need to have a goalpost. We need to have something we're seeking and something we're fighting for. And, and this is the last point I want to make, Joshua. This is, it's along the lines of, of what you're saying and, and the point I was actually getting to. And that's that you have to find the root of the problem. You got to find the, the root of the problem and everybody has their different idea of what that is. But I always take it back to spirituality. And I'm going to bring this thing to, to a head of, of what I was saying is that for the most part, our constitution and our values and our, and our belief system was in alignment with, with the word of God. You know what I mean? There was a certain system in place, certain system of values and beliefs. And I feel like America began to drift very, very far away from that. The, the, the foundation of what made us what we were and the success was what we were. I feel like we begin to drift away from that. When you look at the, when you look at how the, how just the household is being destroyed and torn apart by the emasculation of, of the role of a man, you know, um, how, 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 how children are able to say that they're this gender, that gender before they're even before they they built the, uh, enough mental uh, mental ability to identify who they are and the kind of person they want to be. Now they have to choose what gender they are. You know, it's, it's just I feel like things begin to drift very far away from from what worked. And why do I support Trump, Trump as a black person? Forget a black person. This is why I support Trump as a Christian. Because that that comes first to me. I, I support Trump as a Christian, and this is why. I believe this man came out and openly stated that he was a Christian, so did, so did Vice President Pence. Trump openly, had a Christian. Oh, Trump had a Christian. People say that. People say that. But, but, but I'm going to point some things out, though, right? Um, Trump, when he came into office, he removed the Muslim headquarters in the White House, which was put there by Obama. That was I've the first that. thing I've I have heard that. That was the first thing I respected. The next thing is he brought Bible study into the White House every week and worship. I don't remember no president, Christian or not, that did that before Trump did. Another thing, and this was public news, when Trump got into office, how we was talking about there was a lot of backlash and people coming against him and fighting against him. Do y'all know that there was a public declaration put out 
and people in Hollywood was participating in it. Um, your everyday people was participating in it. Everybody was participating in it who, who was against Trump of there being spells and incantations to be done against Trump to cause confusion, to, to give him a, a, a spirit of weakness, to give him I a spirit it. of insecurity. This, this is, <laughs> you, can, you can Google this and see that there was people in Hollywood participating in this and tweeting about it, putting down on social media, hey, partake in this ritual, partake in this spell. Now, the point is this, you, can, you cannot or not believe in spirituality. That's up to you. But what I'm saying is, as a Christian, somebody who does believe, I don't want to be on the same side as the people who are using cantations and spells to come against this man because it's obviously demonic. So I don't want to be in alignment with that same group of people. Nah, I, f I feel that. On, I guess. Top of, on top of what he's done for Israel, this man, this man has literally fulfilled bi biblical prophecy by, by, by making a stand and putting the USA embassy in Jerusalem. Because I mean, according God to the, word used the God donkey in the Bible, so I, I don't think he used the donkey. So I'm pretty sure he could use Trump. Uh, the only point I was trying to say is that this man does not represent anything that we actually stand for. Like in his character, in the fruits of who he is, how he speaks about people, talk about grabbing by the all that type of stuff. Who he is does not represent what we represent. So I kind of wanted to wrap this up and give like some final some some final thoughts before we send out you know what i mean we're gonna have this conversation even more in depth we're gonna talk about white privilege i want to have a whole episode gonna be about white privilege and all that but oh, i just boy. wanted to, yeah that's gonna be a whole episode i wanted to wrap up that we had a my, minute that was my final thought yeah you that's your final thought right there you aligning yourself with you know what i mean and okay. what, what their values and their beliefs and what they're pushing for because to be completely honest with you if you're a christian and you're a real christian to align yourself with the democratic party at this point and and, and what they believe in and their values and what they're trying to push is in complete opposition to what the word of God um, directs us and instructs us to live according to. Whether you want to talk about abortion, whether you want to talk about um, living according to the way you want and what you feel. Uh, and in California, in my state, the Democratic Party tried to ban the Bible. They called, they called it a, a weapon. They called it a, a book of hate. They tried it should to be written in your heart anyway. So, so <laughs> no, I'm just joking. saying, ain't no way in the world that as a Christian, forget black, forget race, none of that. As a Christian, I'm going to align myself with the Democratic Party, period. You know, because Amos 3.3 says that two cannot walk together, at least they agree. You, 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 And Jesus said that you either with us or you against us. So bottom line, that, that's my final thought. That's why I support Trump. Uh, I support what he's standing for and what he's pushing. But if Trump were to make different decisions today that weren't in alignment with my beliefs, I wouldn't support him no more. So. I respect that. All right, B, yeah, final thoughts. What, if you could say one thing to white America, Brandon, what would you say to them? <laughs> one thing? I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think these issues what, are- What do you want? Like, what, what, what is your heart? Like, ex, in, a, in a brief sentence or two, like, explain, like, yeah. like what, what is your frustration? I think my main, I don't know, my main goal is that, or my main frustration is that um, people talk about um, how, like how you were talking about how the Democratic Party, uh, you can't be a Christian and align yourself with the Democratic Party, but the Republican Party, they claim Christian Democratic values. Party, but I just, I just, I just mean those who, because you got some Democrats who necessarily, I mean, they're unaware that that's what they're aligning themselves with, pro-abortion and 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 and. and nah, I, I, I figured he was saying that. That's what he oh, meant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. But I think that, I don't know, I think that you shouldn't, I think that we shouldn't be aligning ourselves with either party. And I think that the, the two-party system in America has um, been taking yeah, over, yeah. like they're, like, especially the Republican Party is taking over Christianity and using it for their own gain, just the same as how the Democratic Party uses the the LGBTQ community for to get to gain their goals. The Republican Party is using the using Christianity for their own gain. They both do the same things. It's the same plan. It's two sides of the, of the same coin. It's just different groups they're going after. The Democratic Party is going after the LGBTQ community and the black community and Republicans go after Christians, but it's all the same plan is to gain power and influence. And I think that a lot of Christians don't see that the Republican party is, I think, I honestly think they, like I said, this a lot, they're ruining our witness. Like, like people, like people that aren't Christians completely. Like I'll tell you, I'm on these message boards with people from the left and all and all that and what what, what people would call the left and p- people that are Democrats, people that are far left, and people see they see what happened in the Capitol and they see Christian they see they see uh, people with Bibles they see people with uh, flags saying Jesus and they see people with the MAGA sign with the MAGA flags and MAGA hats and they and then they relate that to Christianity and I think like my whole entire um, if you said if I could sum up my issues is that. Both of the parties are using different groups to gain for their own gain. And a lot of Christians don't see that the Republican Party is using them. And I think that is bringing us down a very troubling road that I see and um, is ruining our witness. Like the more that we uh, well, I guess I can't say we because I'm more left. I guess I'm more left of center. I'm left of center economically, but um, I guess I'd be center when it comes to social issues. Kind of, I don't know. But um, the more that Christ- Christianity, Christ- like the Christ- American Christianity anyway, um, like leans on and hinges to the Republican Party, the more that we're ruining our witness. And it's it's like, it's, it's hard <laughs> to minister to people when you say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. They say, oh, are you a Trump? Are you a Trump supporter? Oh, are you racist? Oh, are you this? Are you that? They see these. They see all this, and they see Christian Christendom tied to it, and it ruins our witness. And that's all. I'm. That's one of my main uh, things. One of my Thank main. You. Uh, Cody. Thank you. Yeah. One of my main things. I go on. I think that us tying us hint like cl- hinging and clinching so hard onto the Republican Party because they say what we want to hear, and they. Even they don't even really do anything, do the things that we want them to do because the Republicans have had a majority in the Supreme Court since Roe v. Wade was was established. Well, that's a whole other episode. That's yeah, a, it is a whole other episode. Whole episode bro. But, and 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 abortion still hasn't been um, hasn't been um, hasn't oh, been abolished God. since the 1970s. Yet and Republicans have had a majority on the Supreme Court, and we keep on electing presidents because they say, "Well, I'm going to put." Christ, I'm going to put conservative Christians on the Supreme Court, and they do that, and then don't do anything. <laughs> the conservative Christians, every time a case comes to the Supreme Court that says, "Hey, this is the, the, every time a case comes to the Supreme Court with a chance to overturn Roe v. Wade," they vote in favor of it. 
And I don't know bro, if you know I, this, I, I but Roe v. Wade. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one of the conversation be. That's yeah, what what but you got bad witnesses on both sides. I don't, I don't disagree. Exactly. With you. And just to sum up, my that's my whole thing is that the same way the Democrats use the LGBT community and the black community, Republicans are using are using the Christian community and Christianity, and it's ruining our witness to the world, specifically to America, but really the world, because the world is watching us too. But uh, yeah. That's a fact. That's my uh, hey, those, two well, those people have to take that up with God. But as far as I'm concerned, my witness is intact because uh, it's not dictated by what they do. It's dictated by what I choose, how I choose to live my life. I mean, that's, that's true. You know, but if you, you know, I know you say you live in California. If you go down to San Francisco and try to minister to a uh, homosexual person and you tell them that you are a conservative, they're not going to listen to a word I'm you not say. Gonna leave with that. In, in wisdom, I'm not going to leave with that. First, I no, exactly. Them, you know what I mean? First, I got to let them know where I stand and who I am and why I have aligned myself or identified myself as conservative if you want to be put in that certain box. But ultimately, I'm a Christian, period. That's a fact. All right. Yeah. So, Josh, final thoughts. What's your favorite black food? <laughs> That's a question. No, nah, I'm joking. What what would be in a, in a shorter sentence? What would be your message to black? Like, how do you want to bridge the gap with uh, white and black people in America? In a, in, a, in in two sentences. I can't hear you. Sorry, guys. I think whether uh, whether you're black, white, I think that you know the the idea is to point the thumb more than you point the finger, right? Um, that's a bar. Try to try to look at yourself first and 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 see the things that you can do better, whether it's um, being a better community member or um, engaging with people in your community. Because you know, by the way, I I, I do that often. I, I'm I'm a big brother for the big sister, big brother, big sisters program, and um, I, I put myself in the community and I try to be active and I try to make sure that I'm doing the things that I'm I'm, I'm asking of other people to do. And um, I I think that we have a lot of people who are saying things but they're not doing anything. And, and I think just yelling at people on message boards and telling them that they're racist because they don't agree with you is really not the way to get things done. Um, I think we all have, we can have, you can have a strong opinion and you can be, uh, you can, you can be um, passionate about it. But I think as long as you're respecting people and you're showing them that you, you can, you see them, you see their play. I, you know, I, I, again, I can't speak for every African-American. I can't even speak for every white person. I can only speak for myself. And I think we have to stop trying to speak for other people and, and, and uh, you know that's that's kind of my um my 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 two my two cents and and honestly I, I I was really excited to get invited to speak to you guys today because or with you guys because um you know <laughs> these type of conversations are important and I honestly love having them so um I I really appreciate you uh you know inviting me on and and, and having me on today I, I really do thank you for coming on the Let's Talk About It podcast guys and my final words will be. Oh, let me be serious. <laughs> nah, like, yeah, my heart, my heart for this conversation was literally kind of everything y'all said that I feel like there's more. Uh, I don't. If you racist, racist, I got nothing for you. Like, Lord, welcome to my heart. But I know there's a lot more just ignorance and just lack of information going around. So, if I know you're not racist, I'm gonna have this conversation. So, I, I wanted to be the person that could bridge the gap and be in the middle, let people from all sides. There's people in the comments. I got to read them later, but they was going. I got to read these comments. There's a lot of, a lot of, 
there's a lot of toxicity in these comments. I could already tell. So I'm going to go back. So I know a lot of different polarizing views. I'm not going to read them. I've probably been called several names, but it's all good. Nah, they were saying, oh, Robin looked good. They was, they was like, they was talking about Robin, like, oh, he's a fine chocolate <laughs> man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, my final thoughts is y'all like, listen more than you speak y'all like listen more than you speak like whatever the person is on the other side I'm, i promise you if you listen to understand not to respond i promise you that you're gonna find out that um it's not as black and white on every issue a lot of issues are very nuanced y'all so I'm, I'm having this podcast to show y'all that it's way more than this side is this this side is that we need to we need to go dig down to the root of these issues the root of these things and obviously y'all know i believe the gospel fix all this. But if we just going to talk about on systematic levels, the first the first thing to do is acknowledge your brother and sister. Love your neighbor like you love yourself. And I promise y'all that it's going to get better. But at the end of the day, black people need their reparations. I'm joking. Signing out. That's it, y'all. Next week, I'm doing my episode with my friend who is a Christian and she identifies as homosexual. So I know that's going to be a, a great topic. So I need y'all to tune in. It's going to be next Monday at 8 o'clock, y'all. Let's talk about a podcast. Deuces! <clears throat> Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. You are now tuned in to the Let's Talk About a Podcast. Where no question is too dumb and no conversation is too deep. I'm your host, AP. Let's agree to disagree and keep that same energy. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all got dogs finished? Nah.